0: Hello, welcome back, good morning, good after, good eve, it's so great to see you again, as we are about to embark on another episode of that time I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends, and actually most of them were trash, but some of them weren't, aka, so I'm a trash manga, so what, aka, the trash manga friends podcast, yep, you know the drill, it's the show where three people discuss two volumes of one manga, some of them are good, some of them are bad, they're all trash in the end. I am your ever-present host, Sean, and I am, as always, joined by the splendiferous Phil and Mike. How are you both?
1: Um, I'm sort of coming to terms with the fact that I'm never truly 100% awake, so that's, that's new. I mean, it's not really new, but it's... Who is, really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Who has time for that these days? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Phil, you all right, buddy?
2: Yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow,
1: that's an energetic start, isn't it? <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Fuck life. Everything <laughs> sucks.
2: <laughs> it's fine, Mike. This this episode comes out uh, December 10th, so everyone's busy playing cyberpunk. That's totally coming out December 10th.
1: Oh, no.
0: Oh. Yeah, that is now, yeah. Oh.
1: Yep, that's, yep. That's, uh, that's a thing that's probably happening, maybe. Probably. And hey, Almost maybe definitely.
0: I'll actually have my next-gen consoles by that point who knows
1: i foolishly waited about 12 hours before even looking at pre-order options and uh yeah oh
0: no i i have my pre-orders locked in in store
1: sure
0: might be a bit awkward if there's a lockdown
1: <laughs> Yep.
0: or if there's been it's a lockdown been at this point like,
1: yeah at this <laughs> yeah. time recording and no lockdown has not gone into into, into place say,
0: as we're recording it is the spookiest day of them all Halloween.
1: It is, in fact, actually Halloween
0: today. Whereas when this is airing, we're in the build up to Christmas. So uh, this is this is some nightmare before Christmas shit we're going through right now. <laughs> Most of what we read is a nightmare, <laughs> and it's before Christmas. So by definition,
1: it's mostly before
2: Christmas. Yeah, I was gonna say, unless unless we're releasing this on Christmas Day, it's always before Christmas.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, or in the seven days after Christmas before New Year
2: which is just before Christmas for next year.
1: I
0: suppose you're right. It's, it's, always, it's always after f- five somewhere. It's the always Christmas somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> really not. <laughs> oh, dear. But, uh, y- yeah. So, <laughs> okay, uh, that's, that banter's done. That's enough banter. <laughs> are, we, are we all ready to dive into this, this episode's series, which, frankly, if you listen to the last one, can't be worse. I mean, true. Don't challenge me. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm I'm both willing and
1: scared to find out what would happen if we challenge Phil to genuinely find. I, I don't the know worst what could be
0: worse than last time. I, I genuinely don't. Last time was pretty bad. Like I I say in the last episode, Grand Blue made me angry, but objectively, yeah, it's last better than last week's one. Which well, last, which is night.
2: Last week you said the exact opposite. Did I? Yeah, you said you would quite happily read more of Genji rather than Grand Blue.
0: Yeah, but that's cuz Grand Blue triggers a special kind of rage in me. <laughs> i not I'm not for one second trying to say that
2: that it was worse than Genji. But, yeah. Uh, the
0: last people, episode. I can get why people like Grand Blue even if I despise it. I don't get why people like.
1: Oh, I get Genji. why a very particular kind of person would like the last week's uh, last episodes.
0: But I try not to think of those people, Mike.
1: <laughs> but all the same, that's the target audience. Which yeah. I like to believe we are not.
0: No, no, and uh our listeners are a classier bunch than that. I hope, right? <laughs> Don't let me down, listeners. I mean, I listen to this, so. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're working against the average already at that point. Well, the good news then is, for this episode, we have at least gone for something that. I feel it's not a spoiler to say we'll all think is better than last week's.
1: Hey, you... How how dare you assume my opinion? I refuse to have my opinions spoken for so, me.
0: Sorry, have I made an ass of you and me? Ugh,
1: <laughs> oh, just how dare... You're right, right you, that's beside the point. Mike
2: needs to give away his opinion in the first five minutes like he normally does. I mean, I just did. I <laughs> said he's right.
0: <laughs> I mean, he... he I was going to say, he hasn't, like, spitted snark yet, so you can already tell that this isn't the worst.
2: The, the, the rage
1: hasn't... <laughs> Come billowing out! You guys <laughs> act like I'm really predictable or something.
0: No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I will continue to be not subtle and be okay with that.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, I think mean, it's a nice tease for them of what's about to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Okay. You all shut up now. I'm going to intro this. <laughs> so this episode and warning because there's a bit more of this intro than usual. We are covering The Apothecary Diaries, or as it is in Japan, Kusuriya no Hitori Goto. This was, here we go, originally a web novel that started in 2011, then got released as a single volume novel in 2012, before being converted to a light novel in 2014, a manga version of it started in 2017, and then a spin-off manga of it started a few months later, also in 2017. It's written by Natsu Hiyuga, who is the main writer who kind of does the light novels. And the manga version that we've covered has a support writing from Itsuki Nanao, who does kind of the converting it from light novel to manga, and art by Niko Karage. Uh, It's kind of a sign-in historical drama. It's got some light like romance elements and stuff like that, but it's mainly more on the sign-in drama kind of elements. And it is licensed by Square Enix, with Volume 1 coming out on the 10th of December. Hmm, that day sounds familiar. All oh, right, that's today. So, if you uh, enjoy what we, uh, enjoy The Apothecary Dies and what we talk about, then you can go out to your local shop, if it's not in lockdown, and uh, pick it up. No anime version yet, though, so you are going to have to uh, read it. And I will say only the manga version's been licensed so far. I don't believe the light novel version has been.
1: Well, if there ever is an anime, then
2: uh, you'll have to add more to your intro. <laughs> oh, geez, For some the reason, there is like a little inkling in the back of my head that it has. Got an anime?
0: Yeah, I was going to say that as well. Or it, it,
2: It's been confirmed for one, not gotten one. To for. my
0: not, I mean, there's nothing when I look on like the Wikipedia page and I didn't see anything, but I could highly believe like this could get an anime version. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah definitely. Yeah. But just based on the way it's written and the way it's paced, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, great, Mike. Give it all away. But uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Uh, You're welcome. Just to also, because I, as I said, I haven't finished with this yet, it's also in the top five best-selling light novels for 2020, and was the grand prize winner of the fifth Sugi Nikuru Manga Award, which took place last year, where it uh, beat Chainsaw Man, which was the big Shonen Jump series of 2019. Uh, that kind of award is defined by a fans, not a committee, so it's fan vote, but uh, it's basically an award for, hosted by Nico Nico for anything that has five print volumes or less. So kind of trying to catch like what the next big thing's gonna be, basically. Uh, that award has also been won by uh, other famous series that you may have heard of like kaguya Love is War and uh, My Hero Academia. Never heard of it. No no who, who knows those theories. Yeah. No one ever catch on. Yeah. You, it's usually won by Shonen Jump stuff so the fact that something peeped uh beat Shonen Jump to it is uh, kind of impressive. But uh enough of me babbling on about the history of this the life story of this manga and light novel. Phil, tell us a little bit about what the actual plot and narrative is. Yeah. It-
1: it's enough of him blabbing on about the history of the manga. Now, talk about the history of the history manga. Manga of the history.
2: Go on. You tried. <laughs> sure. So, the story follows our main character, Mao Mao, who is a young lady in Imperial China. I believe it never explicitly says China, but. I think it's a safe assumption.
0: Yeah, very safe they, assumption. They, they use Chinese pronouns and yeah, they
1: have an emperor and yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, it's, it's not particularly dated either. Um, so don't know exactly when it takes place, but Imperial China in that large time period, uh, who is one day while she's out collecting some herbs, she is kidnapped and sold into the emperor's harem. Uh, where she is put to work, basically. While she's working there, there is a small, let's say small, not really small, uh, there is an incident regarding some of the emperor's concubines. Concubines?
0: Yep, concubines or consorts, they seem to use the words interchangeably.
2: Yeah, sorry, for some reason, concubine just didn't sound like the right word to me for some reason.
0: It's the, it's the one I've used in my notes, but yeah, they kind of use them interchangeably.
2: For some reason, I said concubine, and I had the um, combine from Halfline. Halfline, <laughs> I was like, hang on, no, that's I, very I feel like different... we read very different manga. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, like, was just like concubine, and I was like, hang on, that's, that's the <laughs> wrong word. But, uh, the consorts, let's go with consort. That's sure. I'm, I'm safe with that word. Uh, a couple of the emperor's consorts and their newborn. Babies are sick, and Mau having grown up in an apothecary, has a good idea of what's going on and sort of tries to nudge things in the right way without giving away who she is, because she doesn't want to potentially earn more money to give to her kidnappers, because that's how that system worked. But unfortunately, she's found out and promoted to be uh, one of the consort's personal attendants. Which brings us to the bulk of the story.
0: I, I will just say, because the way you worded that, just to alleviate some, it's nothing like Eminence and Shadow. Don't worry, it's it's nothing like that.
2: Yeah, this is good. Why? What? Because you were like, things... oh,
0: she's manipulating things from behind the scenes, I'm like. It's not Eminence and oh Shadow. no! <laughs> it's not Eminence and Shadow.
2: <laughs> no, no. Sorry, I, I didn't mean it in that way. No. No. Like, no she, I know. She just drops like a. She drops like an anonymous note off to say, oh, yes. this this is what's going on." but she is unfortunately discovered rather quickly because yeah. um, she
0: does an anonymous tip as we would do in this day and age. Yes,
1: yeah. But in like the most obvious way possible. <laughs> well, I mean, she didn't have many options, Mike. I'm sure she did, but they're actually like, yeah, this is super sneaky. I'm totally going to get away with this. And then it obviously, I guess we'll get to that, I
2: suppose. I mean, get to it now because that's like chapter one.
1: Okay, so she wants to try and essentially keep her head down and do what she's been told to do she doesn't want to let on that she has any extra talents of any kind because she doesn't as you say you don't want to basically pay her kidnappers there are
0: two reasons for that one is she doesn't want like more money to go to her kidnappers and the other one is if you just keep your head down and don't do anything i think after two years or so you
1: yeah you get like, released so. there's a time limit yeah and uh also if you um end up standing out too much then people might take liking to you and you might end up drawing the Emperor's gaze and basically get married off, and she doesn't want any of that. Doing the hokey pokey. Sure. She like she doesn't she doesn't want any of that. So she just wants to do her time and go home, essentially. And yeah. so the part where she does this, she does keep her head down most of the time, but she notices that the babies and the uh the the, the concubines, the 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 consorts, the consorts they Figured out that they're getting sick, and she's like, I've seen this a million times before, because she also used to work in the red light district or something.
2: Yeah, she used to work in a brothel. Yeah,
1: so she used to work in a brothel, yeah. And so she sees this before, I was like, oh, it's clearly the makeup that's making them sick. Because, you know, back in the before four times, before people really knew about what lead paint will do to a person, um, they kept uh, putting that stuff all over their skin. Famously, it's what killed uh, Queen Elizabeth I. And yeah, so she notices that and she tries to leave an anonymous letter to say this. The, uh, the makeup is poisonous. I think it just literally says the makeup is poisonous or something. Yeah.
2: Face powder or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It. So the reason why she wants to do this anonymously is so she doesn't stand out. But the only way she knows to do this is by leaving a note. Now, as Sean points out, this is you can't exactly just find paper. Around when you are essentially, paper is a luxury item. Yeah, you're time. like yeah. you're like the lowest of the low in, you know, you know harem. So you're not going to be able to just come buy this stuff. Like you only have one set of clothes, for example.
0: So I should so, so, sorry, tangent I will probably just say so when we're using the word harem here, we are on about the more traditional sense, rather than the modern manga sense. Oh, great! Right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The harem an, anime I mean, or
2: anything like. related. To be fair, they're related, sure. but
0: I'm I'm just not like. She's a girl, and then there's five boys trying to woo her. This isn't the yeah, first hire.
1: It, it is not the 1st time its the literal It is historical... literally The emperor is yeah. like,
2: I want all the ladies, please.
1: This is yeah. my building, fill of women's. Yes. And they will father me, they'll mother me many children. Father me? Mother me. Mother me many children.
2: And, raise. and, and raise. men <laughs> are not allowed in except for the emperor, basically. And or the eunuchs, eunuchs. yes. Because so... eunuchs famously don't want to do the do. <laughs> they do. I not. mean,
0: is They'd have a bit of a trouble.
2: Uh, they would have a bit of trouble. yeah. <laughs>
1: hey, uh, one thing I've learned is uh, you can have troubles all you want and overcome
0: uh, in these pressing times. Is, I mean, best of luck to you.
1: <laughs> 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 sure. And so, the thing that annoyed me at first, and I thought I was going to go into this the standard fare of go into this thinking that's an interesting setup, and then immediately hate it. And this is one of those things that kind of made me think that because I understand that paper is a luxury and paper doesn't come, isn't easy to come by. But the only way she figures out how to send this note is by tearing off a piece of her only set of clothing to write a note. And that's how we're introduced to this character.
2: I think they do have a few sets of clothing. It does come up, they have to change it for certain um, tasks. But mm-hmm. yeah, generally you're not going to have many pieces of clothing. Yeah.
1: And I thought that was a red flag of sorts uh, originally because I thought that was like, oh, this this manga going to try and yada yada away a, a load of stupid stuff just to make the plot move forward. It's a thing we see a lot on this show where mm-hmm. we just read something like, oh, that doesn't make any logical sense, but it's what we're going with for the day. And th- this doesn't do that. It is the only option she has. And she's basically immediately found out, like immediately. I,
0: it's not immediate. I think there's actually like, it doesn't explicitly say, but I think there's a tiny skip of about a month or two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't notice that because there's time for the babies to actually recover. So I think yeah. it's that like, it's a month later when they've recovered.
2: Right. Right. Okay. I, I will say, I actually really liked how she gets caught out as well. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. I do too.
1: that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's like th- this manga is actually clever. Like it's clever when its writing, even when it's um, trying to do what passes for comedy in this thing, it's hey it's no. actually clever the whole
0: way. I am the most elitist person about comedy, and I fucking love the comedy. Oh no, I
1: like it too. I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> like this is the thing. I know I come off as saying like it's easy to assume my default position is it's shit, but I actually liked this one because every time it strays close to being absurd, it either justifies or pulls back in the best possible way. And it, it, it manages to make me feel like I'm not wasting my time reading it, even though I don't give a shit about this genre at all. But I actually enjoyed reading it. So it's very, it's very well written. And it comes down to this main character, who we follow for 95% of this. Like Most of the other orbiting characters are superficial at best from what we've read because it's more about um what this main character mau mau or whatever her name is it's exactly right well (laughs) as far as we know it's exactly right we're not the best at pronouncing things but yeah just the, the her daily routine as it were is and how she's trying to do the best she can in a tough situation is the focus of this story
0: how she is trying to, in her own words, not have her head separ- separated from her shoulders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it is. And it's very, very well written. And that's mostly because this main character we're given is extremely likable. And I'm not saying that in a she's a Mary, perfect Mary Sue kind of person. Very much the opposite. She's she's smart and not arrogant about it. And she's a very believable person in this situation, as long as you can. Get around the idea of someone being a master poison smith and stuff at that age but beyond that she's just a very likeable person and it's very endearing to this whole this whole thing i enjoyed reading it because of that
0: yeah i mean it is i think the only real weird thing i find about her and it's not too bad because i think i have seen it in other things as well is the whole poison fetish she has
1: (laughs) She does have a bit of a poison fetish, yeah. Like they, they, she
0: kind of gets off on that, and it's like, yeah. and it's not so about that because you'll see her, like, when she's drinking poison, she has kind of a ecstatic face, as it were. And it's <laughs>
2: well, like, goes it's actually a bit misty out in um, one of the last chapters we read where yes. she's, she's drinking some, she ends up working as a poison tester for one of the consorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a big gathering, and so she's testing it in front of everyone, and everyone's watching to make sure everything's all right. And she says, this is poison, but she's got like a big grin on her face. Like a dream, yeah. And, and then you later find out that um, Jinshi, the sort of other main character, I guess, yeah, uh, the, the male character, um, he he's like, oh, you caused a bit of a scene. Like people didn't believe you, and actually, someone else drank it and ended up numb and whatnot, just because she looked ecstatic at the fact she'd got to drink this poison. Hmm.
0: It's just the fact that after that, as well, she's like, "Can I keep it?"
2: <laughs> yes. Well, they they don't necessarily explain it in great detail, but there was like a page where she sort of discusses how she was searching for the panacea, the sort of cure-all yes. medicine. Yeah. And that, as a result of that, when she was young, she was investigating all sorts of poisons and cures for them, and I guess that's how she came into this sort of.
0: That's how she came into the work yeah because yeah. obviously she always talks about like oh i expect even like in the early goings when she's raised above her original lowborn saying she's like man i wish i had like a snake or something so i could start yeah. doing apothecary stuff it is just as i say it's not this isn't the only place where i've seen the poison fetish but it is always a tiny bit weird to see it's done funnily but it's a tiny bit weird to see characters going oh my god going numb and being unable to move oh
1: god. they do try to pass it off as more of a professional interest but the facial expression doesn't (laughs) doesn't express that (laughs) it's it's a very weird thing and it's it's more uses a moment of levity in what could actually be considered a very serious scene uh because we learn early on a lot about this character like they they spare no expense in fleshing this character out and i suppose that comes with the territory of it being basically completely focused on her um but yeah, part of what she used to do is get snakes to bite her and stuff so she could become immune to most poisons, <laughs> which is a very weird thing to want to do in your spare time, I'd just <laughs> say.
0: Yeah. I mean, I will say I do like as well, because it does spend a lot of time with her being the focal character, fleshing her out. But it also like, is smart with the pacing of that, so like it doesn't drag on with bits that don't need to be. And when it needs to take its time, it will do. And I mean, like, so Phil mentioned in the premise there, she was um, kidnapped originally and brought to this place. That is, it's a thing that's mentioned, but it's never like, the manga never really takes time to show it or anything like that. It's, like it's the just
2: the first two pages.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's that's just part like, of her backstory. Yeah. And then it kind of gets swept away after a chapter or two. They just kind of go, yeah, oh no, you broke well, well, this vase. Now we yeah. can't pay them. And I'm like, that's not how that would work, but okay.
2: I mean, when it's the palace telling the kidnappers tough shit, I feel that is exactly how that works.
0: Sure, but I feel you could just do that
2: at that point. (laughs) Uh, Again. It's
0: it's a very, like, I don't know if it ever comes up again, but it's very kind of like, they just kind of hand-waved away. It's like, yep, that's that thing dealt with.
1: Now, you know, I dislike the the hand-waving a lot. Like, I talk about it a lot and how it annoys me.
0: Yeah, I say hi to you, and you just stare blankly at me. <laughs> just like,
1: I fucking hate you. <laughs> no, it's uh, hand-waving in, in storytelling terms of like, yeah, sure, that's the thing, let's move on. I don't like it most of the time because it's used as an excuse rather than engine to move the plot forward. And the difference there is in this, it, the difference is the benefit of the doubt. And this thing is written well enough, and the characters are likable enough, that it gains the benefit of the doubt and you get the feeling that if they're rushing through something, it's because it either doesn't matter as much, or um, they just want this to be known so they can base something else on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're you're completely right, because that's, I think, in Chapter 2, maybe, and then it yeah. never really comes up again. It's just we're resolving this because it was a plot thread and now we're going to move
2: forward. thing is, I don't even think it was a plot thread. It was just basically a reason for her being in the Palace and not necessarily wanting to be there. Yeah. Um,
1: Like, it's sort of an explanation as to how she got there.
2: They're like, okay, we've got her here now. We don't need this plot point anymore. We can just sort of resolve it in whatever means feels appropriate. Yes.
1: Yeah. And that just feeds back in again to this being a very uh, sincere and likable character. Um, At no point do I believe she's going to do anything against anyone's interests, especially her own, of course, but she just feels like someone who is a somewhat benevolent force in this story. And that's very refreshing, considering the sea of shit we have to swim through on an otherwise permanent basis on this show.
0: Yeah, and she also I like as well that she also has her own agency as well. So she will, she does lots of things to help out others. And she's like, clearly a good person, I think with a small sense of justice as they put it in like the opening chapter. Mm-hmm. But uh, she will also just do things for herself. like I think when she's commissioned to make um aphrodisiac, which uh, yeah. in ye olde times is chocolate yeah. basically. So she just makes herself some like chocolate bread because she's like, well I've got some left over, so I may as well just make some chocolate flavoured bread stuff for me. And then they're like, Well why did you do that? And I'm like that's that's my dinner.
2: <laughs> yeah I'm hungry. I'm hungry. it's my sup. So- but it will not affect me because of all the poison I'm I've had. i
0: used to poison. Yeah. Whereas you know, like, the other servants you say? see are all uh, in bliss.
2: Let's Although say I'm perfectly those,
0: fine yes. from when she looks up the...
2: Looks <laughs> up the skirts, skirt. like, yes, nothing's happened, we Nothing fine. happening
0: here and it gets hit on the back of the head.
2: <laughs> it's like,
1: whoa, that escalated quickly.
0: <laughs> but I just, you, you can't help but like her. She's such a likeable character. And the facial expressions really help build into that as well. Like, God,
1: yeah. She's fucking
2: adorable
0: as well. <laughs> yeah, from like the blissful stuff to her uh, bug face stares, as they call you know, I, it.
2: I, I love those faces. <laughs>
0: oh my yeah. God, yes.
2: So, so we mentioned this male character, Jinshi, who's sort of like the. We, we don't know what his official job is, but he's sort of. Someone in Haran or something? Yeah. yeah. It's implied he's important, but we don't know what his role is
1: some sort of military guy maybe i
0: think he's like an assistant but obviously i don't know because i haven't read i haven't read further than this but yeah. uh, i am assuming assistant to the emperor because it's implied he's the one who found a bunch of the uh, yeah,
2: consorts. top tier yeah top consorts yeah. mr important yeah. yes yeah, something to that effect uh, is what's implied but um being as he is one of only Three, four male people in the harem because obviously males are not allowed in there outside yeah. of a few very specific exceptions. Basically, all the servants pretty much hit on him because he is supposedly very handsome.
0: I mean, in fairness, he is. Anime
2: handsome. He, he is, but he after, is. After last anime, time, I
0: was being, let me put it this way after the last week where we read Genji, yes. like, and they were told, like, oh, look at this, this very girlish boy. And it's like, no, that's a typical anime boy. This guy is a pretty feminine guy, and it's understandable why everyone, guy and girl, wants to jump his bone. Mm-hmm. So, uh...
2: sure,
1: absolutely, yeah. Like he could absolutely have been the 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 grooming pervert in Loveless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with with how attractive he is, <laughs> which is not really a compliment, but I said it now, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yes, be- because of that, he's not used to people looking at him with disdain and and he gets off
0: on that and and he gets off on
2: that he's like oh my god someone's treating me different
1: I think he says something to the effect of I'm not into that but I'm kind of into it something to the effect of
2: that
0: to the point where his staff are like please please
2: stop (laughs) we meet his assistant he he sort of appears a few times uh, to assist Mao Mao with various things when she gets Mm -hmm. commissioned to do it and at one point he's just like "Please, please stop looking at him like that Last time you did it, he came back and told me all about how you looked at him like he was a slug. And he looked so happy about it. <laughs> just
1: like, yeah. yeah. Like, and we're laughing, just recounting it because this is not only is it very charming, but it is actually quite funny, this whole thing. Because uh, yeah. it does the, um, I forget exactly what they call it, but the switch between drama and comedy. I forget what the, the actual flip flopping mo- motion is called. But they do it very, very well. They do it in such a way that does not cause whiplash.
0: I was waiting for that word.
1: Yeah, like it's its not, is the thing. This is the first time that we have had not, we've witnessed drama mixed with comedy on this show and it has not led to comedic whiplash. It has all flowed very, very well. You go from a serious scene where... Uh, Mao Mao is reprimanding someone for using makeup, even though the poison makeup, even though it's been banned, and it goes from that into right afterwards, them talking about something in a surprisingly funny way, like Siri is right now. Oh my god, Siri, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 Shut up, Siri!
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, heck, you see that you even see that in Mao Mao's character at times, where there's like Um, So, there's a chapter later on where she goes to support one of the other high class ladies, Lady Refa, who is um, still ill after the initial events of the first chapter. And you kind of see her transit, like, she transitions from where she's the one being mocked by the staff and told, No, this food's trash, can't feed this to her, Mm
3: -hmm. how
0: dare you, get away. To then when Jinji comes along and says, No, no, the Emperor wants her here, so, like, let's see what she has to say. And then just the complete turn where it's now Mao Mao abusing kind of the incompetent member of staff was like but the makeup's pretty can't we yeah. just keep using it and yeah that 180 is just yeah but you know oh, oh, the times right. we live in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like but i don't want to wear this thing <laughs> just but yeah that, uh. she's so charming there are so many things you can count, like when she's dancing around the bloody <laughs> ingredient shop yeah just ecstatic with happiness in her element
2: the, the thing i like as well is that you were mentioning there where she was reprimanding that servant for using the makeup after it being banned. Yes, mm. you do sort of just have that scene like straight after where after she just told the servant off, told everyone to go clean it all up, and this, that, and the other. She just sort of kind of has that sudden realization of, oh shit, what did I just do? <laughs>
0: yeah, well, she just looked at Yinchi and is like, <laughs> it's like, wait, oh, I'm no. just a I'm a Oh no, <laughs> lowest rung of the ladder.
3: <laughs>
0: well, she's not lowest rung anymore.
2: So yeah, at that point, she isn't no.
1: Yeah, like, for someone who doesn't want to progress through the ranks, she does so incredibly quickly.
2: <laughs> well, she goes from, like, lowly servant to personal attendant to one of the consorts.
1: Yeah, I suppose that uh, that comes with the territory when you literally save people's lives. As I say, it's hammered
0: home, like, in the, in the last chapter where we read, which is essentially like a garden party style thing, where mm-hmm. um, everyone gets, like, little hairpins, which kind of denote that you've got the favour of someone. And boy, does she rack them up. has <laughs> yeah. like two of the main ladies' ones. She has Jinchi's one. Some rando who we don't know yet. And...
2: Well, because you always get the one of the lady you're attending. So she gets... Um...
0: You can do it. We practiced this. Yeah, I, I know.
2: <laughs> I actually just had to pull it up here. Uh, she did get Lady Yokuyo's, um ornament, because that's who she's the attendant of. This is why I don't try to remember names. Yes. <laughs> um but then she also gets one from Jinchi because Jinchi's obviously rather taken with her.
1: Yeah, she racks up those hairpins faster than a drunk girl that racks up beads on Mardi Gras. <laughs> it is it is impressive yeah. considering a couple months before she was scrubbing the floors.
2: Well, they they do sort of touch on it a little bit in the first chapter as well is literacy rates as well. Yes. So she yes. can read and write and That is not a common thing at this point in time, apparently. like She even thinks to herself, you probably wouldn't even get 50% of the populace being able to read and write. So actually, the fact you can read and write probably does just bump you up the ladder quite a bit by itself.
1: You'd hope so in real life as well, but...
2: Yes. And also the fact she has this knowledge of herbs and whatnot, medicines.
1: Yeah, I mean, we actually mentioned it earlier, but didn't go into more detail about it. The fact that she can read and write is how she got found out in the first place. Yes. Like what kicks, yes. kicks everything off. Because uh, early in, they just sort of show how smart this manga is. They don't come up with a contrived reason. Like somebody was hiding in a tree nearby dressed as an owl. Like, I don't know, like some weird shit you'd see in any other manga. They, they get a group of people together that everyone it could have possibly been. They get them all together in a room and then they hold up a piece of paper with some writing on it. And I can't
2: remember exactly what the writing says. The lady with freckles is working over time.
1: Yes, that was it. And she gets really annoyed at that because, you know, the main character has has the freckles. She's like, oh, goddammit. And everyone else just, just doesn't react.
2: They, they don't know what it means. And then they say, okay, you can go now. And she stays behind because she read the note. Yeah. And it's at that point she just... She's like that split second like ah. slow click onto it. She's like, oh shit, I'm not <laughs> supposed to be able to read that.
1: And then and like, and she's clever. like, oh hi there. Yeah, that, that's, that's clever. And I appreciate it. Like, it's it's yeah. surprisingly few and far between how often we read something that is clever. They could have gone a really easy route with it, but they showed a way that I personally have never seen been done in another manga like that. Like, Using the rules of their universe in that way.
0: Well, it it's reminds impressive. me a bit of. Um, I feel like it's a moment in. I think it's The Great Escape, where to try and catch a spy out, they'll just mm, yeah, speak is, to yeah. them in their native language. Yeah. So they'll have a happy yes. conversation in German, and then they're just getting on the bus. He's like, Good day. Oh, bye, mate.
1: Uh, Voice dein Papieren.
0: <laughs> Voice dein Papieren. Oh, yes.
1: Good luck. Oh, thank you. You too. Ah, shit. <laughs> yep. Classic moment there.
0: Yeah. I got that kind of vibe with it there. And it's full of like neat little moments like that, which, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, make me love this series all the more.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very, very well put together. Um, it's, I do have my problems with it. I do. And it does center around a bunch of the stuff that we have already discussed and a bunch of my own personal peccadillos with it. Uh, for one thing, this genre, I have zero interest in. I really don't. Just like, to
0: just specify, because obviously I always give several genres. Do you mean historical, drama, sign-in?
1: Uh, d- historical drama, mostly, in this instance. Okay.
0: Um,
1: like, I don't really care, uh, unless there's some sort of other hook to it. Like if Let's put it this way. If Game of Thrones didn't have the weird shit that comes with Game of Thrones, I probably wouldn't care about Game of Thrones. You know, if there wasn't random magic and dragons and intrigue and whatnot, then I probably wouldn't have cared. But... Uh, this, I actually do enjoy in spite of that, but it does mean that because by its very nature it has to be very heavy with text, it became very difficult for me to read this. Like I can get through a manga in a week, like two volumes of manga in a week, easily. This one, I actually said, yeah, I need more time to read this because it was, it was hard to get through. However, I do see that more as my issue than the manga's issue, though. I
0: was going to say, I feel it's it can be dense at times. I did feel that with the exception of one of the chapters, it wasn't hard to read, per se. It just maybe takes a little longer.
1: Yeah, it was just a bit of a slog for me. Like it's Especially because it's dealing with a lot more complex themes than at least I personally read. So Because usually, the stuff I personally read is... Uh, explodey man number one throws fireball at big titty explodey lady over there number three and then they all have a happy time together before everything else explodes it's like i'm not i don't read clever shit most of the time so this this was a very jarring experience for me personally because of how heavy it was because there's a lot of names and things you have to learn and to its credit this manga does a very good job at teaching you those things like i had no knowledge of the inner workings of an imperial chinese harem before this but now assuming this is historically accurate and i am assuming that i've done no research into it then now i'm actually fairly well versed on how this kind of thing would work like the tiered structure of it and what the different titles are and things like that because the manga t- t- takes its time to teach that to you. My problem with it is that it was kind of boring because it was more like a history lesson than a story at times.
0: I the, I can't say I ever felt that, and I certainly never felt bored when I was reading this. I feel, ter- as a, so I mentioned one chapter. I think Termo Melode only really happens in, I think it's the first Garden Party chapter where there's a lot to get right. through. Like, one of yeah. the examples I use in that one, so up until that point, like the five chapters beforehand, Everything's kind of established to be based around two, the two first class ladies, um, Lady Reefer and the one Phil said earlier, Yokio. Yeah. That's it. But then suddenly you get to that chapter and it's like, oh, this is another two. They're there. But,
2: but they did say there was four no, from the get go, I think. I'm no. pretty sure they did, I double checked that. I, on,
0: I mean, I may have missed it, but I was double checking when I did. Yeah, my it is only entry. like a
2: panel. It's just like, oh, yeah, there's the consoles. And it shows you like four silhouettes, I think.
0: Uh, I. I might have missed that then, but it did just seem to come out of nowhere. Oh, there's another couple now. And then they start doing, going into like the whole family tree stuff, and that's yeah. very wordy. And then they do the whole switcheroo of actually, it was the nine year old who was with the old emperor. Okay. <laughs> yes. Sure. Don't know why that was a plot, Fred, but sure.
2: It it was just like a minor thing, which was supposed to just be like a bit jarring, where you're like, oh, so uh, this, this consort was actually like, uh, I get that and it's a,
0: it's a like it's a fun in the moment joke reveal but like when you think about it it's like I'm,
2: what <laughs> yes well, they do they do point that out
1: i don't know if it was a translator thing like i don't know if it was the thing they did or if this was in the original text but when they're talking about how young the previous consort was um from the previous emperor they said, yeah, she was only censored years old, like they say yeah. the word censored, <laughs> oh yeah, which I thought was kind of funny. And I'd just like to point out, we have railed on underageness in manga a lot, and I don't want people to label me a hypocrite by saying this is kind of funny. And the reason why this is kind of funny is because historically, yeah, that's, that's how that worked. This is not set in modern times. If, if
0: the emperor says, get over here, you are... Uh absolutely you get over yeah.
2: there also to be fair they do actually discuss or she thinks about it at the very least And like yeah yep. that's kind of n- no yeah.
1: yeah like it's still bad but it is also kind of how it worked back then yeah
2: she was like well the the previous emperor liked them young and that's kind of gross hopefully the current one didn't or doesn't yes. yeah as say, that, but
0: like there was a lot there was a, that chapter gets because the explanation of that whole bit goes on for like a fair few pages and it's just Walls of text and like I
2: uh... something I don't think we did mention is this is actually a monthly release I believe so chapters yes. are back about 50 thirty to forty pages I think. yeah like
1: we read two volumes as we usually do and there was eight chapters in those two volumes yeah so it gives you an idea of how long
0: they are that's standard for a monthly a, yeah a, generally yeah. a volume of a monthly has four maybe five chapters but uh, yeah as I say that lost me that and then there's also a bit in that chapter as well where they flash back to t- Mao Mao. Jokingly hitting on one of Reefa's servants, and I was staring at that guy. I don't know when this would have happened or why. It's just a random flashback. Uh, yeah, there she, is there's a lot
2: bullied or so. something while she was helping with Reefa ball.
0: There's a lot in that chapter where I struggled to contextualize it. It's the only time it really happened in that like one specific chapter, but it was just a bunch of times when I'm like I'm kind of lost.
1: Yeah, I, I found it very easy to get lost, and again, that's more down to. To me, because I found it very easy when you're slapped with a wall of text, I find it very easy just to glaze over and Definitely. then start skimming it. And then, when just to get the key points, and then when you just skim the key points, you can't appreciate any narrative or plot building they're doing at the same time. And that becomes a bit of an issue for me, which is the main reason why I don't like these kinds of books mostly because I find it all too easy just to glaze over when I look at that sort of Mike thing.
0: Mike hates world building. You to it here first.
1: <laughs> I love world building. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> historical info dumps. I really don't. It's like, oh, uh, too much. This this manga does actually do a pretty decent job of metering out the exposition. Like it's pretty decent, but it tends to do it by by doing like, here's an info dump. Now here's some story. Now here's another info dump. And now here's some story rather than doing it all
0: at once. As I said, I didn't, I don't really feel like outside of that chapter, it's too bad for info dumping or anything like that. I feel it. I mean, the pacing of this is pretty superb. Otherwise,
1: yeah, the pacing is actually like, it's good. It's good. It's just, again,
0: not one
1: things I would go for.
0: The whole lady reefer story that that we've already mentioned a little bit that takes place over the course of a chapter, but it never feels rushed. It knows when to take its time on some bits and it knows when to accelerate along in other bits.
2: I mean, and you don't there, there leave is, that
0: chapter feeling like there should have been more.
2: There, there is straight up a point in that chapter where it goes, and two months have passed.
0: Yeah, yeah, but they—I think they spread that out over yeah. a couple of pages to show like her recovery over the course well, that, of the
2: time. They, they might do, but they—they sh- they show you Mama sort of nursing her back to health a bit, and then they go, and two months later, and here she is walking about all of us.
0: Sure, but it, it makes sense within the context of that chapter.
2: It, it does. But I'm just saying. It's not shy of doing time skips where appropriate.
0: Yeah, and
1: I don't mind that at all uh, because they are appropriate. When something like... Uh, what was it? The the stupid fucking become the nuke shit. Which one was that?
0: Eminence and Shadow. <laughs> was Eminence in Shadow.
1: And Shadow? God, It was. Blocked out as much of that as I could. <laughs> that one actually has a pretty sizable time skip at the beginning for no fucking reason. <laughs> like, no reason. You're put in prison. Okay, now you're out of prison. Well, why the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck was the point of that? <laughs> so it's nice to see a manga where there is reasons for it because you have to real because if if all of this happened in a shorter space of time, it wouldn't make sense. And I think they do it as often as they need to, but not more than they need to. Which, yeah, it it, it does it well. It it paces this whole thing quite well, and yeah, it's it- <laughs> I'm just astounded that we finally read one like this. I'm almost wondering what's wrong with Phil that he suggested it to us.
2: So I mentioned this last episode. I I did mention it, that I intentionally dropped the bar because I knew I was picking this one, this episode. And I knew this one would go down a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) This is the spoonful of sugar. All I'm (laughs) saying is you're welcome to have your opinions, but if you shit on this one, there's something wrong with you
1: i no, i'm not i'm not shitting on this um I, I think by my tone alone you can tell i actually did quite like this one it was hard for me to read and i feel like i've made that quite clear at this point but uh mm. it it's very clearly good and i am not surprised it's getting licensed and i am not surprised whatsoever i wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if uh, it got an anime adaptation because this thing would work extremely well as an anime. I
0: can't see why it won't, especially as um, Square Enix are the ones who've licensed it and they mm-hmm. often have their like, hands dipped in the anime pot, so uh, yeah, wouldn't be surprised.
1: Oh man, is it the plot of the next Final Fantasy?
0: No, WC, that's involving a guy called Clive. <laughs> Titus Vaughn <Van>. Lightning Clive <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's pretty much the same. What of it? <laughs> In fact, if anything, it's too formulaic. Oh,
0: oh. dear. But uh, yeah, so, I mean, do we want to talk a little bit about Jinchi, maybe? Because we've talked a lot about Mao Mao or any of the other characters, really.
1: That's because the other characters are a little bit superfluous. Kind of, yeah. That They're more there to be a sounding board for her. To be like, this is how she reacts with that kind of person, rather than them being characters that interact with her if that makes any sense at all.
2: So I, I would say Jinshi is perhaps more important than the other ones.
1: Definitely, yeah.
2: Even just in what we've read, he does come across as having more involvement for the most part. I don't really know what much more there is to say about him that we've perhaps <clears throat> not already, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, I do like how no one in this is really defined by... That has their personality defined by their station as it were like it takes pains to show both lady Rifa and gyokyo aren't just i'm gonna joe some I'll deal with it or anything like that as it were they're both mm. kind of they're both humans as it were and when you actually get to know them both of them are like pretty all right to bow now
1: yeah, yeah. um characters in this are actually very strong like all of them even the superfluous ones they're all very well written
0: even even the attendants, I pretty. I'm, the only real issue I have with them, like the attendants are all like, nice and all that, and I like those characters, although it can be a bit hard, especially in the Garden Party chapter where there's a million characters, to go like, <laughs> which one's which? Uh... Oh, I'm, <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I'm of the opinion it doesn't matter, cause I don't think at any point any of the attendants are actually named
0: oh no that's i get i get that again they're just kind of background characters they're more just there to be like a chorus of voices at times but uh um, yeah, I, I did notice.
2: it doesn't that always help
1: <laughs> that in that garden party scene which takes up the last three chapters of what we read yes. um you notice that those those attendants those other attendants that are in the big group of them i'm pretty certain you never see any of them in frame individually there's always three of them and that kind of shows how irrelevant each of them are individually they are just Mm. the other group
0: she has four attendants and it's like the head one and then the other three yeah who are almost always as mike said depicted as a trio
1: yeah I, i don't think you ever see them separate from each other like ever so yeah this is like this is what i'm saying how most other characters are just superfluous because we don't know their names we don't know if they've even done anything during this garden party apart from being there uh, the only bit of characterization you really get is they're kind of happy for Mau Mau for progressing as she does, and they appreciate that she's invented pockets.
0: You have their kind of transition from at first of being like pity, as she puts it, of just being like, okay, we've taken this one in, got sure. it, sure, to actually kind of respect her. You know, so something
2: we perhaps didn't mention is uh, the reason they do pity her the start when she does first get appointed. There's, there's two reasons, actually. It's first, they know she's been appointed as the poison tester, which mm-hmm. obviously is not a particularly pleasant position to have for most people, because mm-hmm. the chances of dying and all that. Um, and the second is because of the scars and wounds on her arm, which we discover is because she's been Experimenting on herself. She fucking loves she ate, snakes. Snake <laughs> bites and burns and whatnot. But they think she's been abused or something. So yeah. they're like, oh no, we have to take care of her. We have to look after her and make sure she gets back. CB Sweets, CB
0: and... Sweets girl.
2: Yeah. So, so they take pity on her for that. And actually, we, we do sort of have something similar with the garden party scene as well. Because obviously, all the attendants have to go there to just represent their, um, Person they're attending to. So they've they've got to dress up, as it were.
1: Yeah, it's another one of those things which made me glaze over a bit because it's like it explained in fairly large detail as to the importance of everyone being there and wearing the right things and it's like, okay, whatever. Yes, high high society. Yeah, it's (laughs) like, I ain't got time for that. Just
2: move on with it. But yeah, so obviously they sort of just, I'm going to say, capture Mau Mau i feel is the best way of putting it restrain restrain her and dress her up and then they're like oh okay we we're going to put some makeup on to hide your freckles except as soon as they start like cleaning her face we discover she doesn't have freckles because she puts them on because she grew up in a nearby town village in a red light district yeah she she worked in the red light district yeah and at that point in time, apparently, it was not uncommon for ladies to be dragged into the back alley, as she put it. Mm-hmm. So she painted on freckles to make herself look less attractive.
0: It's again, it's another brilliant little reveal, and yeah, just another thing that makes me like her cat as a character all the more.
1: Yeah, like everything that happens in this doesn't seem to be thrown in to be a character quirk, everything seems to have purpose, which is. So rare in manga in general, like so many times, like how many anime or manga have you seen where the protagonist is dressed in a particular way and that is never addressed. It's just weird for the sake of weird, most likely because they want to sell
0: toys or something, but it's like, there's no reason for it. It's worse than that in like manga, in like anime, especially the amount of times you're watching anime and characters have one set of clothing that they all wear. (laughs) For the entire thing. Even if it's like a generic slice of life thing, it's like, this is my clothing and I wear it. And I'm like n- no. Like I know sometimes some series will make a joke of it where you open their wardrobe and it's just a sea of the same uniform <laughs> over and over. But uh it's always just a bit jarring when <laughs> characters or the never class- change
1: clothes. The classic uh spot the protagonist based on their hair. <laughs> oh
0: man, that's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> that one's got red hair, they're the protagonist, <laughs> got it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's how I introduced someone to uh, Yu Gi Oh a while ago. <laughs> it's like, okay, here's a picture. Spot the protagonist. Because <laughs> yeah, that's some protag hair, right? I there. mean, yeah,
0: th- they have some extra drawing the hair in that series already at times because it's so giant. But then Yu Gi Oh is just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's extra, <laughs> like
2: Although... three, four different colors and <laughs>
1: <laughs> twice the size of his head. Yeah, and he just wakes up like that. <laughs> Side note a bit, but I've also played uh, a game of Guess the Protagonist, except I'd like to play on hard mode with people because I show them a picture of My Hero Academia. <laughs> that <Sure>. shit's funny. Because <laughs> people are like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> They're all weird and unique looking. That's good fun. And unfortunately, you can't do it with this manga because everyone does look the same, but that's, you know, the point, the fashion of the hmm. time and such.
0: Yeah. As say, it's especially prevalent in that garden party where they're all dolled up as well, so they all yeah. look even more similar.
1: No one's wearing a cape in this, let's put it that way. <laughs> they do wear sashes, though. They do wear sashes, but again, fashion of the time. Yes. I was
0: going to say, lots of whatever that equivalent of kimono is. It's not a kimono, because yeah. it's Chinese. But yeah,
1: whatever the code. Chinese is. is a, a toilet. Oh, well,
3: <laughs>
1: if you're wearing a toilet, I have several questions. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh
1: dear. A lot of this, a lot of this manga is very, very well explained. And a lot of it is, it's just there, it seems to just be there so you can endear yourself to the characters. Which is very much appreciated. But it does mean, like we talked about this earlier, the facial expressions in this, it does mean a lot of them do a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, you get these scenes where the main character, Mama, has to switch between, uh, switch between serious and happy and murderous intent and things like that, all within the space of a few panels. And you can tell, I, you can tell that the artist has put in a lot of effort into that. The art is great in this, by the way. With the exception of a little bit of face blindness in the side characters, you couldn't always tell who is who. We talked about a moment ago about how she removed her freckles for the purposes of the garden party towards the end. And I thought that when it was revealed that she's removed her freckles, I thought, oh, I'm not going to be able to tell who she is now because it's all too common in manga once you remove your one defining trait you're just a face in the sea of faces. But yeah, I could still tell who everyone was and I could still tell the correct emotions.
0: In, in fairness, she is like also a very distinct body type. Yeah, she, she's tiny
1: as well. Yeah, she's yeah. petite, as she says. So it, it's always clear who she is and it's clear who all the other important characters are. Because the art is very, very good. It's very uh, clear as to what, who everyone is and what they're doing and what they're thinking and what they're feeling sometimes when it comes to her drinking poison.
0: Surprisingly detailed as well at times, like the effort they put into like some of the food, some of the backgrounds, some of the shots.
1: Yeah. And yeah, actually, they, they do that to great effect as well because we talked earlier about uh, a scene where people are making fun of Mao uh, Mao for bringing in some food to a sick person. This is like the scene before she starts reprimanding people for giving her, uh, giving the sick person poisonous makeup. And yeah. uh, they throw the food on the floor and, like, how dare you waste food like this by making something crap? Make something really good for her. And the difference there, I feel, is intentional. Because when they throw something on the floor, it's like something which a sick person can eat. It's essentially just sludge. And you can tell the. And then when it the, actually makes the nice food, it's shown as something very pristine, very carefully put together and very, very detailed in the art. That juxtaposition is very clever on the artist part, because it allows you to show the fact that these characters, like the uh the the consorts, the ones that are bullying in the scene, uh, it allows you to show that they are all about appearance. Uh, it's the attendants, not the consorts for what it's worth. Okay. Sure. Uh, lots of characters I get lost either but the people who are bullying at the time clearly yeah. they are all about appearance because as soon as this nice looking food comes in this highly detailed d- detailedly drawn food, when it comes in they're very happy about it and they don't care that the, uh, the sick person is literally choking on this food they're like, yes, this is much nicer it's much better food and that eventually leads into and I believe it's what gives um, Mamao the clue that they're still putting uh, this makeup on her. Uh, not quite. Well, like she notices it on the, her skin as well. It's
0: it's a hint to it, but then it's not until Jinchi says, "No, let let Mao do her stuff." Her stamina yeah, time.
1: it's just it's just very well set up, and yeah, I I appreciate it. I <laughs> Really do. Like I, I can't express enough how much I appreciate something which isn't obliquely crap for
0: once yeah well i tell you what also like i appreciate about it so like there's a couple of like mysteries as it were in the the bits we read and it's never like convoluted nonsense answer it's always (laughs) something like poisonous makeup's being used or um this girl clearly has an allergy but no one really knows about allergies at that time and place yeah
2: there's there's no word for it yeah yeah Yeah. they they call it food you can't eat i think Yeah. yeah yeah no eat food
0: it like keeps it like relatively, well, period appropriate and also kind of down to earth. It's not some elaborate great scheme. It's just she has an allergy. That's why she's reacting like this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let they, me explain allergies to you. It's the same thing with right at the beginning, how the thing starts when she gets yeah. found out for being able to read. It's not convoluted. It actually makes a lot of sense. And that's, again, appreciated because, as you say, it's it's something that turns up in anime and manga all the time. They feel in order to... Whoever writes it feels in order to be clever, they have to be convoluted.
0: You have to have like five twists. Otherwise, everyone will see it coming.
1: I would argue that it being convoluted makes it not clever. It makes it like you're just pulling it straight out of your ass. (laughs) Because, yeah, you could realistically see all of the big air quotes, twists coming in this based on the information that you already know but you don't really feel the need to figure it out because it's not that kind of story. It's not the kind of story where you're trying to figure out the big twist coming. You're just sort of along for the ride. And that's okay with me. Um, again, not really what I read most of the time. So it's a refreshing change.
0: I was going to say, if the mysteries of anything I like, who really is Jinji and just stuff like that rather than yeah. what happened to this person.
1: Yeah, very, very low stakes, most of them. It's not like... I mean, it's life or death, out. Mike. <laughs> I mean, say, her it might it's be. poison. <laughs> yeah, but we've also learned very early on. It's one of the things that I do call a bit of bullshit on in this story is the fact that she's just immune to all poison. I totally get that she can look at something and smell something and maybe even taste something and know there's poison in it. I totally get that. But she's just straight up immune to all poisons by the I end don't of this.
2: Think she's necessarily immune.
0: She has higher immunity. She definitely basically.
2: has a high tolerance, which I believe is something you can build up if you yeah you can expose yourself to it often enough, of which it's implied she does. When, yeah. when
0: you spend your childhood being bitten by poisonous snakes, <laughs> you can probably withstand a little bit of poisoning. But even then, because like they imply, like when she's drinking the poison at the gun party, that if she hadn't spat it out like immediately, she'd have fallen to the floor yeah. numb, basically.
1: Yeah, I I suppose my main issue with it is it strays all the way up to the line of being a Mary Sue character. Doesn't quite go there, doesn't quite, but it goes right up there because everything she does, she's just really good at, like everything. And the reason I it doesn't tip over that line, I think, is because she's only ever kept in her lane, as it were. She doesn't ever try to do anything outside of her talents. So we're only show- showing, like, she doesn't apply her ability to detect poisons to a scheme which somehow solves world hunger or something like that it she always does things to her talent and she does it very very well i think that's why it doesn't go too far it's almost like it's a slightly believable character even though it is a bit further than believable
0: i mean that's hammered home in um, one of the chapters which is about basically a sleepwalker and the ending of that isn't that she figures out like a miracle cure to sleepwalking or anything like that she just figures out why the lady's sleepwalking and that's yeah. That's it. Because she even says straight up to Jinji at the time. He's like, Terps won't solve this problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I was really afraid. Because there's, there's one of the chapters. It's just sort of a throwaway chapter or two in the middle of the, what we read. And it turns out that there's a ghostly figure standing on, uh, on one of the walls in the middle of the night dancing around. And it is revealed later on that uh, it is just one of the... Uh, leaves one of the concubines uh dancing because just one of the ladies of the harem yeah just just dancing and in her sleep and i thought at that moment they were gonna straight up turn this into a supernatural thing but they don't they they keep it with them very much grounded in the realms of reality like no it's just a lady sleepwalking and they, even, I don't
0: think she's I think the reveal is she's not even sleepwalking, she's just doing that to exactly, yeah, protect yeah. herself. Yeah,
1: she's because she's about to be sold off or given away to a military commander as a wife. And if people see there's something wrong with her, essentially, then uh, they may not want her, so she gets to stay.
2: Well, I think no, they, they, no. you've got that wrong.
0: Oh, no. So- is it that- The military commander is a childhood friend of hers, so she wants to remain pure and chaste for him. Right, yeah, 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 you're right, yep. So she's doing all the dancing to basically make people think she's cuckoo.
2: Basically, she doesn't want the emperor to go, oh, you're leaving, let me have my way with you before you go.
1: Yeah, she doesn't want to attract the male gaze while she's there. Right, yep, you're right, you're right. So she's
2: like, I'm crazy, it's not worth your time. And then she gets to get married to her childhood friend, who presumably, it's implied, they were in love all along. Yeah, or at
1: the very least, is the best worst option, (laughs) all things considered. It's what she wants for her future, so, yeah. Yeah. Again, it's very grounded in reality, and it's very well written. Uh, Usually, I do require something more than reality to enjoy a manga, which is the reason why I don't enjoy Slice of Life. But honestly, if all Slice of Life's slice of lives slice of life
0: manga Full life sure if if they if they all read like this i would read more of them uh read more sign in <laughs>
1: <You can't laughs> the answer you, to that
0: one you can't make me
1: <laughs> i mean phil can technically i guess i, can't.
2: I could make you <laughs> read balance. more slice of life as well but there's a reason i don't <laughs> <Because> I don't, <laughs> no, know phil,
0: <laughs> don't abuse your power Look, we, we've we've all read... I think we've all read Asamanga. We don't need to read Slice of Life again after that.
2: <laughs> I have not read Asamanga.
0: Oh, I, man. Ch- check it out.
2: I, I might do at some and point. then you never eventually. need to read Slice of Life again. <laughs> no, I'm good. I've got plenty of Slice of Life on the go. It's great. I mean, there's an episode right there. Just an Asamanga-Dio episode. No, because that's good.
1: <laughs> hey, so is this. It's not stopping us through this. I was This gonna say, is an I've,
2: exception. I've, I generally don't specifically go let's only read trash well
1: here's the here's the thing i was discussing with my partner before just because something is good doesn't mean it's not trash and the reason why i say that is because i enjoy a, a selection of reality tv shows not all of them i think most of them are dumb as fuck but some of them i really enjoy and i would still call those trash it's trash tv like it's it's junk food for the eyes kind of thing, junk food for the senses. Yeah, and I think that that can very much be applied to the mango we read here as well. Even when they're good, they're still it's still junk food for the senses. It's still an indulgence. Tr- Trust me, I'm well aware of you two indulging
0: in trash. Yeah. Bloody, the 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 one that the, they obviously the listeners won't know about this, but the one you two were checking out like in the last <laughs> day or two. <laughs> hey, that,
1: that shit is gold. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> okay, and it might, I it might turn up on out I specifically did not read it until Mike was like, oh, Phil, you should read it. You'd probably like it. Implying that I the chat, chat we're in,
0: Phil, isn't you posting the premises for various bullshit? You found it! <laughs> I
2: did find it. it. I found it and I would post it because I was like, look how terrible this is. I'm not going to make you read it, though. And then Mike asked a question. I was like, I don't know, Mike. I didn't read it because it sounds fucking awful. Here you go. Read it. And then Mike said, no, Phil, actually read it. It's great. <laughs> And I didn't like it until, like, the last page. <laughs> because America invaded. <laughs> and that just pushed it over into realm of absurdity.
1: man, I, I feel like this is an episode
0: coming. Oh, <laughs> man, at some point next year, this will be. No doubt.
1: Until then, uh, we won't say anything else about it, and we'll just let them imagine what the
0: fuck we're talking about. They're better off not knowing. <laughs> the, the, dear dear viewers do not worry i've held out because i read good shit and
2: <laughs> oh no it, it was fucking awful
0: oh it was it was <laughs> trash <laughs> like it absolutely could work on this show <laughs> oh my god right back to back <laughs> to this one though the apothecary dies does it, i feel like we've covered pretty much all of it now so does anyone else have anything you want to say before we build towards uh, the conclusion
1: I would just say that uh, this doesn't anger me at all, and I feel like that's a notable thing to say because it's so easy to—it's <laughs> so I'm easy to anger me. To run!
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, there are
0: so many of these episodes where Mike comes in even before the recording. He's like, "I'm ready to fucking go. I'm ready.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucking start that recording. I need calling it out." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that's that's accurate. Yeah, but this one, it it yeah, it is a truly pleasant romp as they say it's 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 i dare i say it's fun oh shit yeah and i hate fun so there you go maybe that's what i should rant about how fun is the worst and i'm having it
0: i mean in that case mike i will ask you having seen as this is fun and you're enjoying it will you read more and bear in mind it's out today Today, will you be buying into apothecary diaries
1: no. I will not be reading more or buying more. And that's not because, and I want to be clear about this, that's not because I think it's bad. Because I do not think it is bad. I think it is very good. However, I found myself, mostly because of the way I read things and how, what I like and how I read it, I found myself, the eyes glossing over a bit too much. I feel like if A lot of the stuff wasn't mentioned, and we just got more and more and more of this main character, then I would probably be more on board with it than I am. That being said, if a lot of the text dumps and historical stuff wasn't included, then the story wouldn't make any sense. So that would also probably ruin it. So I think it's more just down to this is not my thing. And unfortunately, while this was good, I don't think it converted me to it. So. I personally would recommend if you're into this sort of thing, I'd recommend you get it. But personally, I will not be.
3: <gasps>
1: hey, I've got to say what I feel.
0: That, that's fair. I mean, as you can probably guess then from that, I am the sort of person who is into this kind of thing. Uh, it actually, in many ways, uh, reminds me of a little of a series I'm reading currently, which is called um, Snow White with the Red Hair, or Arrowhead. Arakumi no Shira Hime I think it is in Japanese which is also a, a series with a protagonist who is I think they're a herbalist in that one um, that's more set in like a medieval fantasy style thing and it's more of a shoujo so it's more about the, a little bit more about the romance but it also has a competent interesting female lead in the main role uh, who does herbs and stuff and solves problems through her ingenuity and her smartness and her bravery as opposed to just, "yeah, Oh my god, the prince is so pretty! Yeah, that's appreciated. Yeah, so um, if that's like the shoujo version of that, then this is the sign in version of that, which is far less about the romance. I mean, there's, there's a little undercurrent between like Jinchi and Mao Mao, but it's more played for jokes than it is for any serious feelings or anything. But uh, as I say, I, I find this the sign in version of that, and I'm really interested in that. I love series that have interesting female protagonists, which you only Really tend to get in shonen because boy does shoujo, and sorry not shoujo shonen throw them under the bus <laughs> almost all yeah. the time. Yeah. So uh, th- there's a reason why I love Soul Eater, which is like the only shonen that has a female lead and doesn't fuck her up. So uh, y- yeah, I uh, I'm really enjoying this. Uh, I would have ordered it already, but because I'm not 100 percent sure yet due to the fun fun world we live in of exactly what address I'll be at on that date. That's the only reason I haven't ordered it yet. But uh, yeah, I will definitely be buying into this, and I'm definitely down to read more. It uh, it scratches all my itches of things I like. It has a great lead character who's smart, intelligent, not invulnerable. But uh, it's just good fun to read, and the great art and the good sport cast only helps with that as well. But uh, Phil, I, I feel I know what the answer is going to be. Obviously, you read more. I
2: I do indeed
0: And by the crazy fact we're doing this on the day it comes out Phil, do you by any chance already own Volume 1 of this manga right now?
2: I do already own it I ordered it before I told you to read it because I I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but something I have been trying to do this year is buy more manga Mm. uh, the series I particularly like that are licensed obviously Um, And this was one of those ones that was top of my list. If it ever got licensed, I want to buy it because I do enjoy it. So, yes, I I have it at the time of recording. I have it ordered at the time of listening. It should be in my possession.
1: Yeah. Hey, I I fully respect you guys for that. Uh, If I was into this, I would also buy it too. Just, yeah.
0: not Yeah, you've uh, ruined it, Mike. This could have been the first one where we all... Uh, All agreed and said, swing "Yeah, and a miss, but uh, missed it by about ca- that much." Captain, it's too good for me. Is uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only read shit. <laughs> so yeah, there, there you have it. To to a lot of yeses, and I feel even though Mike's not buying it, he would also agree that if you are into this,
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely
0: check it out. And yeah, one hundred
1: percent. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's absolutely worth your time. And do you know what else is worth your time? Tuning in to Mike on Twitch. How can they do that, buddy?
1: They can do that by going to twitch.tv slash B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R, and uh, hitting that follow button to get all the notifications. And They can also find me on Twitter, the same name.
0: Heck, yeah. And what about if they want to vibe with you, Phil?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter, I guess.
1: I love this part of the podcast because every single time Phil's like, do I have to? (laughs) Every time.
2: I mean, it's like, uh... (laughs) eh. I I don't really use Twitter all that much anyway.
0: Wow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Keep it upbeat, Phil.
0: We're going back to how we started, where Phil's like, yeah,
1: <laughs> i like In the first couple of episodes, he was like, hey, Phil, where can we find you? Don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Begrudgingly,
1: here is his Twitter.
2: Yeah, you uh, can find me on Twitter, at Phynaxian, P-H-E-N-A-X-K-I-A-N, or look in the show notes.
0: Yes, yeah. and I am also on the Twitters, at King for uh, ter- for usually terrible anime manga and gacha opinions and updates you can follow the podcast as a whole at trash manga cast and we are available on all of the good podcasting services apple spotify google stitcher tune in which basically means you can play on alexa if you really want to uh and don't forget to like follow subscribe leave a five-star review like whatever the Alexa equivalent of liking something is I. I don't own one. I, does anyone know that? What would you? Oh, what do you even say to Alexa? Alexa? I'm not going to a- say Alexa. Because subscribe I actually, because I. I have a tablet. I don't want to say it. <laughs> it's already gone off once this episode. No, that was
1: Siri. Totally different.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my my bad. Ha- wait, okay, how good, many? Do you again. have like a harem of these robot girls to search for things? <laughs> for you? Robo, no harem. <laughs> Oh dear. But yeah, this has been a blast as always and we've got one more episode this year. Just one last little treat to come on Christmas Eve, no less. So Phil, give them a tease to close us out. What Christmas miracle are we bestowing upon mm-hmm. our trash manga friends,
2: listeners? Well, what do all the good boys and girls at Christmas get? For our main character this time, it's 150 million yen debt.
3: Uh oh. Uh,
2: and that's all I'm going to leave you with.
0: <laughs> 150 million yen debt. Damn. So, uh, don't leave me with debt. You, bet you better tune in next fortnight, otherwise, hot damn, we'll expect the check in the mail. And uh, on that note, uh, yeah, enjoy, enjoy your Christmas season. We'll see you on Christmas Eve for the last episode of a year. Take care, everyone. Bye bye.
3: See you.